Good morning. That uh, song was sung by a group of men from South Africa. And some of the words may have been a little difficult to understand, but what this dying world could use is a willing man of God, and I want to add a willing woman of God who dares to go against the grain and works without applause, a man who will rise the shield of faith, protecting what is pure, whose love is tough and gentle, a man whose word is sure. God does not need an orator who knows just what to say. He doesn't need authorities to reason him away. He doesn't need an army to guarantee a win. He just needs a few good men and women. He calls the broken derelict whose life has been renewed. He calls the one who has the strength to stand up for the truth. Enlistment lines are open. He wants you to come in. He just needs a few good men and women. Men and women full of compassion, who laugh and love and cry. Men who will face eternity and aren't afraid to die. Men who will fight for freedom and honor once again. He just needs a few good men. Last time I was able to speak, I got to thinking that I may be left you uh, I maybe left you without in a, with an incomplete understanding because after we plow that field we turn over all of the sin the trash that's in our life we want to bury that and Jesus Christ is the one who does that but as we live each day and we turn that soil over if we do nothing else with that field, there's going to be something growing there, be it weeds and sin all over again. So we need to go on after we turn that soil. We need to work it up. We need to disc it, drag it, prepare it for seed. Sometimes the disc that's shown there, you're going to be bouncing over those rocks that we talked about last time. It's going to be a lot of noise, clanging and stuff going on back there. But we've got to keep going and prepare the soil for planting. In 1 Peter 3.18, Jesus suffered for our sins once and for all. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised in spirit. Jesus began the work by dying for us. He takes away our sins, but with each day that we're given here, we need to be working to keep our field clean. We gotta plant something, like I mentioned. What we choose to do each day affects what's planted in our field. What we watch, 
on television, what movies we go to, what books we read, the way we talk. All of it reflects on what we're planting in our field. To produce a good crop, it takes more than just putting the seed in the ground. And I've pictured an older style implement on purpose. Nowadays, they've got rigs out there that can plant 24 rows or more. They monitor the seed. They monitor the fertilizer. Everything is done by electronics. You sit in the cab and don't have to worry. But that's not the way it is in our life. We have to steer the tractor. There's no GPS on there to tell me to run that thing straight down the field. We have to steer the tractor. We have to monitor the hoppers on the planter. We have to make sure that we've got seed in there. We've got to monitor the fertilizer, that it's all dropping correctly. We have to determine the whole planting sequence. Now, after the seed is planted, it's going to grow, but there's going to be other stuff that's going to try and grow right along with it. And that's where we got to come in with cultivators. Nowadays, they do it with herbicides and chemicals. There again, there's not a whole lot that we have to do if we were going to try and maintain our field in that manner. Cultivating takes effort. You have to get out there on the tractor and you have to ride. And as depicted here, the plants are quite small, so you can't go fast. You have to go slow so you don't cover up the good plant. And I looked real hard to find just a picture like this because this picture shows corn that is planted in a checked fashion. That means that you can cultivate this field both directions. That's not done anymore. It takes a lot of work, not only in the cultivating, but in the planting. You had to set out stakes. There was a wire strung down the field, and the wire had little knobs on it. And every time that planter would go, that wire would pass through the planter, it would drop a seed. And that's how you got your checking. If you did your job right, you got a clean, nice checked field. But there again, it takes effort. If you didn't really watch what you're doing, setting your stakes, your checked field, you might as well just planted it in rows because you couldn't cultivate. So we need to be on our toes in maintaining what we're planting in our life. As the corn gets bigger, there's other stuff growing we still have to cultivate. We can go faster, but this field looks like it got away from him a little bit. So now he's trying to play catch up, and that makes it harder. We don't want to let our fields of life get away from us. We need to stay on task in maintaining our field. And that's what our life is from the beginning to the end. When we accept Jesus Christ and we turn that sod over and we begin anew with a clean field, we've got to stay with Jesus. We can't let up. 
Sometimes even a good thing can become a weed. Back in my day, again, before there was a lot of herbicides and everything, walking the soybean field or walking the field was a common practice. Some people did it. They just pulled the weeds. Other people carried hose. But you walked up and down the rows, pulling out those weeds that don't belong. And that's what we have to do in our life. Some things we can run the cultivator, but sometimes it takes a lot of extra work to walk the field and make the corrections that need to be made in our life. Now, if we look in Scripture, we have an example of Jesus's. We go to Matthew chapter 13, and I'll start with verse 24. Now here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? The enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and put the wheat in the barn. So this is an example of a wheat field that's got tares, as uh, some versions are translated. That, uh, when you combine that, that, wheat, that seed in there, is going to contaminate the wheat. Now, if you're going to use it to feed livestock, you could get away with it. But if you're selling certified seed to produce seed for the following year, this would cut down and make your seed for sale that way real difficult. So we have tares in our life. They come up. And we can try to cultivate and stay on top but I think there's always going to be something that's growing where it shouldn't be. What are some ways that we can use to help cultivate our field and keep it clean? I think two of them, three of them that come to mind right away is what is our prayer life like? What, how much time do we spend in the Bible seeking God's strength, seeking his guidance, resting on his wisdom? And the third one, fellowship with one another. We're all, in one sense, working in the same field. 
And in another sense, if we were to turn this picture around and all that wheat is all the people out there and we're scattered in amongst it as tares. Only we know Jesus Christ. We need to make a difference in that way as well. Some ways to help us. I think the place we need to start is to go to God. To deal with the things that are growing in our field, we need to seek God's help in cultivating that. We need to set a time each day. Early in the morning, late at night, whatever works for you, but we need to be diligent to meet God there every day. I've not always done it. Sometimes I find it hard to do it. But we need to do it. That's where we're going to find answers. That's where we're going to get the strength to walk those rows and to pull those weeds out. And I ran across the saying, when you don't feel like praying, pray. And sometimes we get that feeling that, oh, I can't, I just, I can't do it, I can't. God knows what we're going through. We need to go to God. And we, we don't have to have fancy words. We just need to go to God. The Spirit knows and speaks for us. Let someone know that can encourage you. Work together, fellowship. If you're struggling, tell somebody, hey, I'm really having trouble. And let them be an encouragement to you. Let them pray for you as well. And if someone asks you to be an encouragement for them, to pray for them, do it. Don't say that you will and, and don't. Always, always try to emulate Christ and God. God does what he says he'll do. That's what he calls us to do. And take out or tear out the things that tend to distract you. You can't pray if you've got the TV going. For some of you that have younger children, it can be difficult to find times. But work it out with your spouse, work it out with somebody, and ask for some help so that you can have that time and that you'll be able to grow. And if you miss, for some reason, you fall down in the middle of the field. Just get back up and start again. Because you can. If we keep reading in that 13th chapter of Matthew, Jesus goes on like this, starting with verse 34 through 43. Jesus always used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without such parables. 
This fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet. I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation of the world. Then, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, Please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. And Jesus replied, The Son of Man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the seeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace, where, they will be weep where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone who has ears to hear should listen and understand. So we hear the words of Jesus. Are we listening? He's giving us the opportunity to understand every day of our life. He's giving us that opportunity to come to him. And as it says in this scripture, we're living in a world that needs to know Jesus as well. So we need to be planting seeds in our field, but you need to be flipping one over in the neighbor's field as well, the seed of Jesus Christ. When harvest time comes, we need to be ready. Now, there's still a few tares in here. That's the way it's going to be if we get to the harvest without Jesus Christ. We're not going to be pure. Only Jesus makes us pure. Now, for modern machinery, Jesus is the one. He's big, he's strong, and that's a clean, clean wheat field. That's what Jesus can produce in our lives if we will daily walk with him cultivating our fields and proclaiming Jesus Christ.